0: Hi everyone and welcome to The Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified and beautiful professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name's Kenan Smith.
1: My name is Tyrannoshanus Rex. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Wait!
0: No! I want to do mine again. (laughs) Kenan Tops. Those are both both horrific. Those are both horrific. You're being a real negasaurus right now. I'm being... (laughs) I'm being...
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm being a, just a big nasty, nasty negasaurus. I'm Michael Pace.
0: No Negasaurus, the negasaurus. <laughs> yeah. So we watched uh, failure to launch this week, as you guys can tell by our opening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the wrong movie again? That.
0: That Matthew McConaughey, he just keeps getting younger and younger. Not you too, he? Pace. Matthew McConaughey has Benjamin Button disease. That's why. That's why that's happening. He does. Oh, you guys. He does. I He's, thought we were watching Jurassic World. It. We did watch Jurassic World. Oh, we thank did.
1: God, because I didn't watch Failure to Launch because I would have had to quit the show if we were watching that.
0: I would have to. Quit no, the show be that bad. 100% if we watch Failure Alliance. Yeah. As, as you guys can tell, this is a podcast where we watch a movie and we talk about the science in that movie and discuss whether or not it's accurate, good, bad, annoying, uh, close. Entertaining? Um, what'd you say?
1: Entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What'd you think I said? There's something about dating. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't watch the Matthew McConaughey movie. That's I was, I I was was
2: what was I was trying to tie you. it back to. <laughs> it could be a show about dating. We could... We could talk about dating.
0: We'll do a bonus episode on uh, failure to launch. But... The science of dating.
1: No, you can't say that because people will expect us to do a bonus episode on failure to launch, Kenan.
0: We we haven't done an,
2: like an episode on you know pheromones and sexual chemistry. Well, I think
1: honestly, I think...
0: if we're going to do that, we can have the the guest that we talked about earlier, which is Mystery, the Canadian pickup artist.
1: Mm. I think
0: that I think that Mystery is an absurd first name.
1: No, his name is actually Mister E. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, that like makes his, a little bit that makes
2: a little bit more. Sense. Yeah, the E is but for what's his, what's his first name?
1: It's for extravagant. <laughs> his yeah. name is Mr. Extravagant. He's Mr. 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 extravagant. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's do our show now. Okay, we're doing the show. We're going to do the show. You know what? Before we do the show, Pace, you should yes. probably tell the folks at home about the disclaimers.
2: Oh, that's right. If you would like to enjoy our program, there are some things that you should know. The one thing is that we all have um, doctors of philosophy. Mm-hmm. in our in, in respective life scientific fields mm-hmm. and that means that we're going to use some scientific and technical jargon that might be unfamiliar to you but that's okay because if we're doing our job we're going to explain every complicated word to you as we say it which we always do uh with
1: yeah sure uh, yeah without 100
2: success rate <laughs> success rate um mm-hmm. sure. additionally we are all very very strong and so because of that we're going to lift this show up into your ears and just pour it right in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so going to ear so candle the show right into your uh, right That's into right. your mm-hmm. middle ear.
2: Yes, uh, we're also going to pour some some curse words into your ears. So if you mm. don't like to hear uh, the the bottom of the barrel of the English language, then you should not listen to our program unless you just want to power through it. You might you might be better off for it.
0: I would say that regardless of cursing, everything that comes out of our mouths can be considered the bottom of the barrel of the <laughs> English language.
1: <laughs> that's 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 subjective. That's I did just subjective. say my name was Tyrannosaurus Rex. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 true. That's true, and
2: that actually is horrific, Sean.
1: I don't know if even these qualify as English. <laughs> like now that well, okay, so. Like we do every time. Now that pace is horny for dinosaurs, we should probably all <laughs> you know what that means. Roll to see who's going to do the plot of this movie, Jurassic World, that we watched this week. I but don't remember if we really said quick, that, Sean. So I'm saying, can we
2: just just take one second to acknowledge why we're doing Jurassic World?
1: That's a good. That's a good. I idea. would like to do that.
2: Okay, tell the and, people, and you guys can can chime in. Approximately, nearly, exactly two years ago, for our second ever episode on this show. We did the movie Jurassic Park that came out in 1993. Uh, and we were young and naive uh, and, and, and stupid whenever we made that show. Uh, and so now we are all much more intelligent and prepared and attractive. And so mm-hmm. to go along with that, we are revisiting the Jurassic universe, the Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World universe, and coming at it for a second time to tell you if they actually improved the science what uh this one came out in 2015 so like 22
0: years later that
2: sounds about right jesus christ Mm. 22 years later
0: we're old yep the other thing that gives us an opportunity for is for sean to rectify the bad things he said about his favorite movie which i think i did not say
1: bad things Mm -hmm. i love that movie i just maybe was a little too harsh
0: okay in regards to your scientific critique that's
1: mr hammond
0: on John Hammond. Senior Hammond. Okay. All right. Well, let's do a roll. Now we can
2: decide who is going to uh, summarize this film for us and the audience. That's a good idea. I literally idea.
1: finished this movie about 15 minutes ago, so it's all fresh in my brain, but it's okay because I'm going to roll it too. So.
0: Beautiful. Hell yeah.
1: That's a 10.
0: That's a five. Sean, what a really? boy
1: you yep. are. Mm-hmm. If you like,
0: hold on. Let me tilt my computer down so you can see it.
1: So you can see um, me move. Um
0: Yes, I see. All right. I'm going
1: to tilt it upwards. Survey says. Here it comes. Oh, it is a five. It's a five. Okay. All right.
0: I have to tell you that 2019, I turned over a new leaf. I am no longer lying. I'm no longer smoking. And I'm no longer trying vegetables at the grocery store before I buy them. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) <laughs> what? Wow. Why were you doing and,
0: that, Sean? Can you do the plot summary for us real quick? Hold on, Kenan, no, I cannot
1: t- do the plot summary. It only summary? took you
2: thirty years to stop doing those things. If
0: our listeners want to hear this story, they're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon. No, I'm sorry. No, no, we can No, yeah, we'll no, 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 no. Oh, you can ask I, me I, as one of an interview co-host
1: wants to hear the story. Kenan. we'll you take it offline. This. We,
0: can, I think we could take this offline. Yeah, we'll
1: take okay, offline. all right, we'll take this offline. We're eating into a Showtime, Sean. Okay, okay, hold on, we're offline. Kenan what the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna do the plot now.
0: Okay. Of
1: this movie. Cool. Okay. Everything's, everything's fine, everything's okay. <laughs> quick quick and dirty, Sean. Quick and dirty people. Okay, alright. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Let's Jurassic it. World, it's a theme park now, like it was before. <laughs> except this time <laughs> it's fully operational. <laughs> Just like the Death Star. Basically nice. the two protagonists, uh the two children protagonists because there's got to be kids in peril if it's a jurassic park themed movie their parents send them to jurassic world because their aunt is essentially in charge of managing the entire park and they're like oh it'll be a nice time for you to see your aunt they're clearly estranged they haven't seen her in a long time so the two boys what are their names canon
0: uh one of them's name is gray and the other one's name is kevram no it's zach Okay, Gray,
1: Gray, and Zach, <laughs> Kev Kevrum, Gray, and Zach, uh, get to Jurassic World, and it turns out that their aunt is sort of uh, neglecting them. She's kind of busy with mm-hmm. the park, doesn't really have time. Claire, her family, hard. kind of a control freak, you know, very Type A, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's and Claire, the worst
0: writing for a person.
1: <laughs> What's her name? Claire. Claire, Claire played by Claire. the beautiful hey, Bryce
0: Dallas Howard
1: yes and her name is claire and Mm -hmm. uh so i mean i think anyone who's seen any jurassic park movie kind of knows where (laughs) where this is going Mm -hmm. but uh at jurassic world they have a bunch of dinosaurs and because this is supposed to be in the future and based off of the initial jurassic park franchise uh dinosaurs aren't enough apparently uh no one's no one gives a shit about dinosaurs Mm -hmm. so what they do that's old
2: news man old news
1: yeah they're like oh who wants what fly to an island to see a dinosaur lame i'll just go play my nintendo switch that's probably what's happening Mm -hmm.
0: i'll just play a little bit of
1: uh (laughs) oh my god you can name a single switch game you own a
0: switch (laughs) cooking mama that's what i was trying to say but i couldn't get there wow
1: oh my god wow well, wow, what a poll! I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, in this world, people don't give a fuck. So they're like, all right, instead of just showing people dinosaurs, we're going to use the genetic engineering that we have previously used just to make dinosaurs to make enhanced hybrid dinosaurs. So in this park, the scientists Rad. sort of have free range to like make their own chimeric mutant dinosaurs, and they're trying to make them as awe-inspiring as possible so like the scary dinosaurs get scarier Mm -hmm. the bigger dinosaurs get bigger the ones that look like killer whales behave like killer whales and do tricks all that stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah they put the (laughs) they put the domestic gene in there apparently or whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) the zoo gene the zoo gene yeah activate zoo gene (laughs) so that's sort of the foundation that we have for this movie uh, then we we see Chris. Oh my God! I must call him Christian again. Christian Pratt. <laughs> Christian Pratt. <laughs> Christian Pratt. The Reverend Our Christian boy. Pratt. <laughs> so Chris Pratt is a uh, animal trainer mm-hmm. who's also like an ex military individual who
0: motorcycle mechanic.
1: Yeah, just just all around bad boy, right?
0: Who um,
1: works with the velociraptors just and trains trailer. them on how to not be. Uh, killing machines Mm -hmm. and they call in chris pratt or claire does because she needs him to look at their newest dinosaur which they keep calling assets uh because they're trying to like not make them seem like they're living creatures and chris pratt is very much like he what's i don't know what his fucking name is in the movie i think it's owen it's owen yeah it's owen Owen. yeah i just Mm -hmm. see him as chris pratt so
0: it's like owen cool guy but we can just call him chris pratt christian you can call him chris cool guy <laughs> chris cool guy
1: okay so yeah christopher cool guy mm-hmm. um <laughs> he like has a very different opinion than the people who run the park he thinks that dinosaurs should be like treated like animals he like respects their you know dangerous potential and he like has a relationship with these velociraptors but claire brings him in to look at their newest asset which is a basically giant fucking dinosaur that's supposed to be really vicious that they have created in the lab by splicing a bunch of different classified dinosaur genes together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically Claire brings uh, Chris Pratt to look at this dinosaur. In the meantime, because she's not spending any time with her family, her two nephews are just kind of like at the park sightseeing, doing all the rides, all that shit. This dinosaur that Chris Pratt goes to look at... Mm -hmm is apparently extremely intelligent and bloodthirsty. So it's able to evade all of the thermal sensors they have that shows it where it is in the containment system and tricks the humans into opening the cage and letting it out and Mm -hmm. meanwhile killing two people and almost killing Chris Pratt. Uh, So this giant dinosaur, which is called the... What the fuck is it called again? Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex, Rex. yeah.
0: I mean, it might also have just like... A real name like Gregory, but they don't know what if we
1: call, What if we called him like Francis
2: Rex?
0: No, that's
2: that's, that's already part of his name, yeah. So.
0: Also, like, I think that besmirches the name of the lead character in We Are Back, which I'm not here for. Like, mm, yeah, that's a good point. What if we, we wouldn't want him, to do that?
1: What if we call him Dom? D- yeah, Dom.
2: <laughs> we can call him Dom. And Let's then we'll call, call him the T Rex sub,
1: yes.
0: Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Let's call him Dom. The whole thing. I like this. Okay. Okay. Short for short for Dominique. The dinosaur Dom (laughs) Delauez.
1: Okay, so this is the point in the movie, which is it's only halfway through, where all hell breaks loose. Right, this Mm -hmm. dinosaur has gotten out. Dom has escaped. We haven't said that. And basically, the whole rest of the movie is a series of scenes of people trying to trap and kill this dinosaur mm-hmm. while it is wreaking havoc and like killing a bunch of the the brontosauri brontosauruses mm-hmm. i don't know yeah uh, all over the park it's chasing after the kids and claire and christian pratt team up together to go and try and save the kids while mm-hmm. the rest of the team is like trying to lock down the amusement park and evacuate all the guests
0: it's It's basically, if if I may interject for a moment here.
1: Yeah, sure, man.
0: It's the exact same plot as Jurassic Park at this point, except um, Dr. Grant is cooler this time. Laura Dern is way less cool. And the Velociraptors are on the good guy's side for about 50% of the movie.
1: Yeah, also there's like 20,000 more people there. Oh, yeah, also the also
0: the park is like actually full <laughs> yeah, of people. Also the park's like a real yeah. park, so there's yeah. a ton of like families and kids
1: there and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's also really quickly worth noting that actually Chris Pratt
2: has a little bit of the Jeff Goldblum sort of character's vibe mm-hmm. to a certain extent he, yeah, he does. In, this, he does in this iteration. He
0: does play the like you shouldn't be fucking with nature role. Toying around
2: yeah, with this. exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. like he trains the raptors, but he's like, hey, they're fucking velociraptors. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> calm down. <Yeah. laughs> they're fucking right. dangerous. What they're fucking doing?
0: killing machines, yeah. dude. And Bryce Dallas Howard plays John Hammond, but like John Hammond in a skirt. So very hot. Just like Well, super I mean, hot. both of those things, Bryce Dallas Howard and John Hammond in a skirt sound hot. So I'm cool with that, too. They do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Spano expands. Mm. Spano
1: expands. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm going to like kind of jump cut through most of this movie because like the rest of it is just them fighting dinosaurs, dinosaurs fighting them, whatever. There's this uh, fucking, I don't know, snake in their garden. What's his name? The guy who is like the antagonist. Besides oh, the killer yeah. dinosaur, uh,
0: whoever the Vincent D'Onofrio's character's name, oh Hoskins, he, what he's trying to do, he's trying to weaponize
2: the dinosaurs for military combat. Mm-hmm. Is what he's trying to do. We're
1: making we're making a super race of dinosaurs, and the government needs them to f- fight terrorism or whatever. I mean, if the yeah. if the military is already bad, so like, why don't they
0: just why don't they just airdrop dinosaurs into enemy territory? Like I don't understand why you need them to be like attack dogs. Trained. Just like yeah, just yeah. like parachute
1: a T Rex into the middle of the enemy territory. Yeah, I feel like a, a T Rex is not exactly subtle, you know. Like like they want like an elite tacti like attack squad of dinosaurs. Okay, that's that just, fine. Like, just
0: drive like an APC like through a wall and open it, and then a bunch of Velociraptors yeah, that's pour what I'm out. Saying, like <laughs> it's just so
1: much better. You just like you're like oh we know the location. We just released a bunch of dinosaurs yeah. over there.
0: I mean I guess if like that was a good tactic. We'd be doing it with like bees or something, but
1: Kenan, where are you that? That's highly classified. <laughs> Bees—they just swarm. All right. Anyways, we're getting we're getting off track. The point of Vincent D'Onofrio's character is the Raptors that Chris Pratt has been training this whole time. He sees them as like a. Because they're trainable, he sees them as like a military asset basically Mm -hmm. that they could use where like, oh, we could develop this technology for the military, use like an elite team of raptors to hunt people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he basically kind of like seizes control of the park while Claire is like loose. Um, because the actual owner of the park gets killed during all of this and she's just the manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sort of seizes control by force and they the end up teaming up with the Raptors and Chris Pratt to take down Dom. Uh, and what happens is when there's this big scene where everyone's like sitting there with like a million sniper rifles and a fucking rocket launcher and like yeah. four velociraptors and Chris Pratt... They find Dom and there's like this big stare down scene where they're like, oh, my God, Dom's part raptor. And all of the raptors just (laughs) like turn on the humans because they're like, oh, we have a new leader now. This one's the bigger one. Yeah, it's like, like it's absolutely
0: ridiculous because in the movie it's treated like, oh, my God. It would be like if they were like, Dom has Spanish heritage. And then just, like <laughs> yeah. he started speaking Spanish. Like, it's <laughs> Dom just <laughs> pulls
1: out some castanets. And then, like, all the fucking. It's absurd. It just didn't it's make so any absurd. sense. Yeah. So, basically, the raptors uh, turn and start just, like, trying to murder all of the soldiers. And even with, like, mm-hmm. a million bullets and a rocket launcher, it, like, doesn't even put a dent into uh, Dom. So the fight scene continues, like everyone in the park's getting terrorized by pterodactyls and all this shit, and like it's out of control. There's a final scene where basically Claire releases the T Rex from the T Rex uh like uh what's it fucking called? Encampment or something? The uh paddock. zone paddock yeah mm-hmm. the paddock that it's in and the t-rex and the raptors who are now back on chris pratt's side because they love him because he's imprinted on them uh they take down dom and the movie ends yep
2: <laughs> yeah thank you sean did uh you're welcome did what a beautiful summary
0: did Beatty Wong who's also in this movie by the way Dr Henry Wu is back did oh, he get away Wong
1: is the one playing God
0: yeah did he did he get away with those samples that he stole from the lab I don't remember
1: I think he did get away okay cool. That's probably what happens for the sequel. I never saw the sequel to Jurassic World. Can we
0: talk about that for some reason? It's on HBO right now. My brain, when we talked about doing Jurassic World, I was like, oh, that's the new one. That one's the one that just came out. And then I was watching the first. I was watching the movie. I just rented Jurassic World cuz and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the new one that just came out. Here's Chris Pratt." And then <laughs> I watched like the first 15 minutes of this film and was bitching about how it was the exact same thing as the one that came out a couple years ago. I was like, "It's just the same oh my God. fucking plot. Like why am I <laughs> why am I meeting all these people again?" Wow, Kenan, <laughs> I was sober too. That's the this is part.
1: almost like a movie that yeah, I've that's, seen yeah, before. That's, uh, I was
0: I was very sober, and I'm, I was very angry yep. at myself later. <laughs> wow, 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 wow!
2: And actually, just really quick, mm-hmm. just before we get into the actual science, mm-hmm. this movie is actually kind of fucking gruesome. Because yeah. Oh yeah. The scene with the with the with the pterodactyls coming out, yeah. they're just fucking killing civilians, yeah. just literally like grabbing them and like. Pulling them up, ripping them you know, in half, feet into the air, dropping them, yeah. ripping them in half, just like fucking, like impaling them on their beaks. It's some actually pretty violent shit. What was this
1: movie
0: rated? Must have been PG-13. Probably
1: PG-13. There's like a protracted scene where like the assistant, Claire's assistant, who's like watching their kids, is just getting like ravished by these pterodactyls. Like they like pick her Uh up are like throwing her through the air. They're like dunking her in the water. And then like a giant fucking like whale shark just like just eats her. It's crazy. Yeah. Killed. It goes on for a while.
2: Jesus. Do you have anything else, else you just want to touch on before we jump into the
0: science? I do,
1: Let's talk about yeah. some science, no man. That's what
2: I'm, I'm
0: here for. I think for. I'm ready with some science. I've got one that. Okay. Well, let's let's hear let's hear what you boys want to talk about first. Like, I want to hear this. Who's got a good one to well, lead off with? Uh, okay. Well, let's, maybe we can start with this.
2: One of the first things that we see at the, in the very beginning of the movie is just the depictions, right, mm-hmm. of all these dinosaurs that are going to play a central role in this film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to maybe start with like looking back on. How some dinosaurs were presented in 1993 during the original Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and how they're presented now, and if they've gotten better or gotten worse, or like I like you that, know, whatever have you, right? Um, okay, just doing the doing the throwback while we can. The the first thing I want to say just just quickly is that I'm still kind of disappointed that the that the velociraptors didn't have feathers.
0: Yeah yeah dude does that does that seem reasonable because or the Tyrannosaurus Rex or any of the other theropods yes Yes.
2: because I think it hasn't been that long I think yes I found in my in my research for for doing this episode there was a a paper that came out in Science in 2007 that um, that revealed the presence of these things called quill knobs on the forearm bones of Velociraptors quill knobs are essentially like where feathers are anchored to bones Mm -hmm. so like this was like eight years before this movie came out. Big paper, big big journal, right, that said, yeah, velociraptors, they had feathers. They looked like birds, dude. They just straight up looked like big birds. Um, big, ferocious, meat-eating, blood gushing killing blood Bird gushing wait hold on mm, yes <laughs> just just forget i said that. <laughs> okay cool let's okay. we'll strike
0: that from the record it's fine
2: yeah yeah just you know uh and so i i don't know it's i know that i think they were trying to keep the iconic image of what everyone thinks a velociraptor looks like and they would look ridiculous if they had the feathers and the um the big the the plumage that people think the velociraptors yeah. had now but
1: like still Let me still I want to play devil's advocate here for a second. All right, let's hear it. Please do. Because there's two things. Let's hear it, Satan. first thing is, well, (laughs) the first thing is this is based in a universe where the first Jurassic Park was like an actual thing that happened. Oh, interesting. So Uh, like they already have dinosaurs depicted a certain way that existed back in Jurassic Park. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, remember those raptors? That's just not how they looked. We made that's, different ones because that's like a good That's a good point. still raptors, you know, like they like if they say yeah. this is what a raptor is, they can't like change it. But second part of the devil's advocate thing is that they are technically not making dinosaurs in their like original
0: Con- construction
1: because they are they are making like chimeric hybrid dinosaurs. That's fair. You know?
2: they they are, and and it depends upon you know which which genes they are filling in the gaps, quote unquote, with, um, and and uh, it and whether or not those are going to to drive you know uh, whatever um, initiates the formation of feathers on a velociraptor. But I. They, I don't know they get the dna from amber from crystallized amber from 100 million years ago mm-hmm. and you know i, I still do, i think i agree with you john that that is a, your first reason i think is better than the second you're because, right like, i think it is too <laughs> uh because i think if you have the base of a, of a velociraptor genome then you're probably going to get the feathers to go along with it um but i agree that canonically in this universe velociraptors don't have feathers ergo they never will so whatever,
1: yeah. But you are correct that they should have feathers. They, abso- they, should. they
0: absolutely
2: should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is old news now. The, the, mo- the I think it's called the Mosasaur, the gigantic water thing, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. giant water The shark creature. whale dinosaur, the sh- the sh- the, sh- the sh- um, <laughs> This thing, the shwell, this yeah. thing is like. It seems to me like it's much less, more of a dinosaur, as much as it is just like an ancient ancestor to like snakes or lizards or. Um, and or like mm. apparently that's it's, it's it, a thing like this would be more related like a Komodo dragon than it would any of the other types of, of dinosaurs. Um, which makes me actually think about the way that which we perceive the idea of a dinosaur. And I think we more so perceive the idea of a dinosaur of something, a, a, a gigantic reptilian creature that lived a hundred million years ago. Right. As opposed to like an as actual... opposed to thinking about dinosaurs phylogenetically. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, when people think of dinosaurs, they really all they care about is like this could basically be a mythical beast. That's like what
2: <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. these are people these are about. the dragons of our world. I think yeah.
1: I think
0: like if it like if we want to like paint a picture here, because dinosaur taxonomy for whatever reason is something that I'm kind of familiar with. Um mm-hmm. and Mosasaur you hit the nail on the head that like Mosasaurs are members of uh it's it's a type of squamate. So this is an order actual order of reptile reptiles that includes lizard snakes, worm lizards and, and things like that. Whereas like classical right, right. dinosaurs are dinosaurs are classified into two major orders, which are uh, distinguished by their differences in how their pelvises are built. So Sarricians, which means lizard-hipped dinosaurs, uh, had lizard-like pelvises and clawed feet. Uh, Claude feet, Jesus! What am I? claud feet. Clad
2: feet for the
0: lizard hips. These include two suborders: so theropods, which are what we think of when we think of like velociraptors or carnosaurs, um, you know, your big boys, or uh, sauropodomorphos. So these are these smaller lizard-footed forms, typically. Uh-huh. The other order are known as ornithischia, and these are bird-hipped dinosaurs. Uh, So, these have pelvises that are more similar to modern birds, but actually have hoofed toes. All of them were herbivores. Um, These existed up until the end of the late Cretaceous period. So, these include things like uh, ornithopoda, stegosaurs, that type of thing. One of the things that we should note is that theropods, um, like we mentioned for things like the Velociraptor, was a much larger group that included uh, a a bunch of different subgroups of dinosaurs. So... These are all within a clade, the ones that are that were most closely related uh, to birds, uh, within a clade known as colosaurians. So this is Greek, meaning hollow-tailed lizards, and I'm sure someone can point out that I pronounced that like shit. Um, so not birdopods? Not birdopods. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Birdopods. They're not birdopods. Oh. That's what. That's how eagles listen to music. <laughs> all of these were dinosaurs that were most closely related to birds, than carnosaurs like your big boys. And actually, if you break that down into subgroups, You've got compsognathids, so these are the tiny guys that murdered someone in the first movie. You remember Jurassic Park, the little the little boys? I do the really tiny mm-hmm. boys. Yeah. Uh, tyrannosaurs. Mm-hmm. That one's easy. Uh, Ornithomimosaurs, uh, which I guess is a delicious drink for brunch. <laughs> they love brunch. you yeah. get a brunch right? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, and manoraptorans. So these are actually including birds, and they're the only dinosaur group that is alive currently today. Everything else died out.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. Thank you, powerful Kevin. stuff there. Powerful stuff.
2: I love to serve for that summary. Um, I like
1: the mimosa ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who doesn't? Mimosaosaurus. One other quick thing I want to bring up before we kind of breach the next topic here is just that I I still get a little peeved peeved mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the name of the film, um, because it's called Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Where I think the Jurassic the Jurassic era most of the dinosaurs that we see in this weren't around in the Jurassic era. They were around in the late Cretaceous era. So, like, if it were an actual Jurassic Park, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have the Tyrannosaurus rex. You wouldn't have the Triceratops. I don't think you'd have the Velociraptors either. You would have the Stegosaurus, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And you would have other things, like smaller versions of the Tyrannosaurus rex, and you'd have, like... um,
0: You'd have like uh, you, you would have like smaller diplodocus like or uh, brachiosaur like. Use um, a small. Yeah, yes. I said diplodocus like, yes. but diplodocus mm-hmm. was a Jurassic like uh, Jurassic species, so t- tiny versions of brachiosaurus. Yes, exactly. And so it's just like uh, oh, and the Archaeopteryx
2: was from there too. As mm-hmm. well. How about that? Um, the bird boy. Anyway, there are a lot of bird boys now, but the point that I'm trying to make is that I, I don't like the name. No. So
1: basically Jurassic Park name. would actually be safer than the Jurassic Park that we're seeing in this. That's <laughs> in this, correct. Uh, movie.
2: Agreed. That's correct. Jurassic is all encompassing for we made some dino boys mm-hmm. and now we're going to show them to you and they're going to eat you.
1: Let's get into like the crux of the science in this movie because there's a lot of minutia science we can talk about. Sure. Sure. But before yes. we get into more of that. Why don't we, like, talk about making chimeric dinosaurs yeah, these and stuff like transgenic that? transgenic dinosaurs that we've created. Yeah. Like, just copying and pasting dinosaurs and trying to make them as, like, ferocious as possible. hmm hmm Because okay. that's, that's right. the goal of this movie, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's Frankensteining dinosaurs together. Mm-hmm. And to entertain people, but yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Entertain. Also, it's a movie still. That's true, too.
1: No, no, no. no. This is based on the real Jurassic World. This is a documentary. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: This is actually, Jurassic World is a documentary about the movie Jurassic Park. (laughs) That's, oh, my brain, my my brain, (laughs) my brain space. I can't
1: handle it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about some of the, like, I don't know, some of the main, like, there's only a few science scenes. Um, There is a scene where Claire is, like, explaining to investors about how they are yes. like making these dinosaurs uh, i do want to just as a quick aside she does walk up to like a, a touch screen monitor of a dna strand and just spin it around mm-hmm. and then walk yep. away just <laughs> yeah, to sort that's of the whole demonstration just to sort of emphasize <laughs> that like oh you see this dna hey. <laughs> Fuck this Diana. We, gotta, we,
2: gotta, <laughs> we have like, fucking
1: genes. Listen, <laughs> we have genes. Listen, you fucking...
0: In these dinosaurs. <laughs> you fucking make that joke, but I was in my lab once when the UF press came in to interview Mavis, and they asked us <laughs> to sit in front of a computer with a virus structure pulled up and just a fucking point at
1: it. <laughs>
2: Well, but that's at least more specific than just a random strand. Yeah,
1: of DNA. I <laughs> guess I agree. But like, <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. We had to actually do this in lab, also. Like, they were filming just like background footage of us, and we're just like pointing at a graph on a screen.
0: And they're like, put lab coats on, so it looks like you're working in a lab. And it's like, ha, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, hey, can you pipet right.
1: up some like you know pink liquid over and yeah. <laughs> over and just sort of put that into an empty plate? Can you pick sure. up some
0: phenol red and squirt it into another container? <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> that actually that actually reminds me of the PowerPoint presentations that I make for clients. Whenever I'll use the PowerPoint icon system, where I'll just put little little picture of a hospital, <laughs> just to really say, "Hey, we uh, we know we're." We know where the hospital is. We know what a hospital, hospital is.
0: is. We know where the patients are going to go. You, 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 go, you open up and you're like, hi, I'm Michael Pace, and I know what a hospital is. <laughs> I know what a hospital is, and I know that there are patients there. Can you let us run, run your clinical
1: patients. trial? Because I know what hospitals because
2: are. I know where this hospital is, and it's got your patients that you want
1: to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Beautiful. But we're, we're skirting around the sides. Aside from like the ridiculous, just like, I don't know, blatant like science- buzzwords and fucking basically clip art just like yep. <laughs> science memes that are in there she's explaining to investors how they're trying to make like a bigger scarier better crazier dinosaur and there's a scene where after things go wrong the owner of the park is talking with bd wong who is the chief scientist and he's asking like okay so this dinosaur didn't show up on our thermal sensors like how was that possible and bd wong says oh We replaced it with... We put tree frog DNA in it, so it's Mm -hmm. able to... Self-regulate its body temperature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it self-regulates its body temperature, so it doesn't show up on the scanners. Um, And they were like, well, it was camouflaged, and we couldn't see it. And they're like, oh, well, that's because we put cuttlefish DNA in it, and cuttlefish can camouflage. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it's the same thing as rampage and the same thing as obviously the original Jurassic Park well actually it not even same. really the original yeah. it's just it's the same thing as rampage it's honestly worse than the original Jurassic Park it is it, it is worse um but it's it's really similar to rampage where they're just like oh we took like DNA from an animal that does something so now it does... the new animal will do the same thing as the original well like, it's, well
0: in this it's like we took an animal that's able. We took the genes responsible from this animal for doing one thing. And because we use those genes, it's now able to do a different thing that that animal could do.
1: Yeah, right. It's like. It's. It's. Like the argument's like saying, hey, like. It's like.
0: It's like <laughs> if you. We took
1: Kenan's muscle genes, and now this animal can drink a lot. Now this animal <laughs> like, can't grow a beard. <laughs> now this animal has a really high alcohol tolerance. <laughs> like it's. Well.
2: Yeah, they just they, they they paint with broad brush strokes in regards to how I,
0: genetics. I works, would argue right? that so. in this case, they paint with one brush and imply that they used a different one.
2: Yes, ex- well, yes, exactly. Well, okay, no the the question is what, where, and for what genetic sequences did they use mm-hmm. the scuttlefish DNA to to substitute with the Indominus Rex's uh, incomplete DNA structure? Mm-hmm. Right? What? It, what? It, maybe they maybe they selected. The, Okay, here's where the problem is. B.D. Wong sounds like, oh, oops, the dinosaur can do this. It's because we use this DNA. He would have known. He would have known exactly what the sequence is that they had used to supplement the Indominus Rex uh, genome, Mm -hmm. and so therefore, it shouldn't become a surprise to anybody that the dinosaur can do all of these yeah. things. The cool, yeah. cool dinosaur. I,
1: I also think that, like, one of the biggest oversights in movies like this, and just even when people talk about, like, genetic engineering and splicing like that, it's that when you're talking about, like, breeding organisms from eggs and embryos and stuff, right. you have to, like, make them develop into the organism that they are. Like, you're not just, like, taking the cells from their own from like their organs. Like you're not saying like, Hey, your eye is going to now be green. Like you're not just editing an organ. You are editing something over time. Like you don't just have an adult animal, which most of the cells in like an adult organism's body are kind of just sitting there doing their function. Most of the time they're not dividing. They're not really doing anything. But when you're starting from an embryo, every cell has to be able to not only divide, it has to be able to like reprogram itself to know like where it's, am I supposed to be a skin cell or a yeah. nose cell or a bone cell like, and a lot of the genes that regulate that are more universal. Like if you used a gene from right like a mouse and put that into a human, the mouse and human genes for this stuff are probably like ninety nine percent identical. Yeah, because like it's just right. a really yeah. every organism has to develop so from, highly like, a highly conserved single cell. highly conserved gene. Yeah, it's highly yeah. conserved. Mm-hmm. So like. When they talk about stuff like, oh, the growth rate of this is out of control, so we used a cuttlefish, and you're like, why? Like that yeah. that shouldn't affect yeah. <laughs> their ability to camouflage. Like they're so different. They have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, it's to the point where like, and keep in mind too that like we've already talked about and harped on pretty closely the genetic editing and transgenic uh, production of anything is definitely not copying and pasting. And
1: if you do that, it won't live. Like, yeah, it won't work. It won't, just work. won't like, exist. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, when you have, if there's like a gene that just doesn't exist in humans, and you're like, hey, I'm just going to throw this in here and see what it does, most of the time it will cause problems. Yeah. It won't function yeah. the way it normally does. It'll just like interact with other proteins in your cells and they'll, they, nothing, they're not just des- like made to work with each other. Right. So it just won't work.
0: So, and I guess like, so- I mean, that's,
2: that's partially because, You know the the evolution of an organism is is a process that's taken place over over depending on the organism itself you know millions if not billions of years so um, you know that the the implications of that is that these individual systems and the way that something works have been fine tuned to work very well in accordance with everything else that goes along um, in the way it develops you can't just sort of expect to be able to cut and paste and rearrange gene sequences and then expect everything to uh to function in harmony yeah inside uh, in any organism not just dinosaurs.
0: yeah i i think if we were to summarize the section of critiques we could say that the movie implies that they used a bunch of different genes to try and do things and in doing so actually accidentally included other genes to give the animal other qualities which would imply that they took everything and put it into a big vat and just kind of stirred it around to get a dinosaur. And that would not have worked. Just have- and since that would not have worked, they would have had to have very carefully selected individual, uh, individual genes in order to get uh, a phenotype out of the animal. And if that were the case, they wouldn't have fucked anything up.
1: Yeah, like, right. It's not like breeding plants. Like, you don't go off the traits of the plant. You're going off the genes, which are completely different. Because you could have, like, 20 genes that are leading to a trait. Yep. Something like that. So, one other thing that has always been a thing with the Jurassic Park movies, like, all of them across the board, is... The way they like kind of describe the intent of the dinosaurs and like the ability, like the intent of evolution and stuff like like, this thing has evolved to to kill because it that's what it does. Like evolution has selected it for this and you're like
0: nature created a killing machine 65 million years ago.
1: Exactly. You're like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, it, it evolved this way, but it's sort of the way they talk about it makes it seem like it's like some higher power has been like designing this thing to be a killer. It's yeah. very weird yeah. because that's not, it, it's evolved. But they also, they there's a scene where the, the antagonist says like, we've learned more than like millions of years of evolution just through like decades of genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, like evolution is not like a, process where like someone's in charge and like figuring out something it's just like a basic principle of biology that is just happening to organisms over time like and because
0: of the way that evolution works which is through the process of selection so if an organism has a trait that helps it survive and continue its existence and you know produce progenitors then it's that is it is more fit to do so and then that trait can be selected for what they're implying in these movies is that, like, aggression and murder are necessary for survival.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, right. which is, like, not yeah. really... not. I mean, it's not the case at all. Like, yeah. it's just not at all. But, yeah, so they basically made Predator. They made, like, a really mm-hmm. giant Predator. Yeah, um, they, did. Like,
0: they did. They did a good job It's like it. saying that, like, wolves or, like, tigers have are, like, also nature's perfect killing machine. Like... Because those have right. also gone through the process of natural selection and thus evolution,
1: like right, right. and they're carnivores. Yes. so it's like, like, yeah, I, I just don't get where it comes. Out. I mean, like, plants are living things. I mean, we don't talk about it as killing, but like, they're like pandas eat a lot of fucking bamboo. Yeah. Like, they're like bamboo killing machines. Like, we also successfully keep tigers and wolves
0: like in zoos so i think really jurassic park jurassic world and all of these other movies are
1: about people who are
0: bad at running zoos and that's it yeah
1: it's exactly what it is <laughs> which like yeah maybe let's talk about that because they kenan you wanted to bring up some of the extreme measures they're using to take down this I, uh, to take down dom when dom is loose. Abso- when
0: dom deluise gets out of his fucking cage somebody <laughs> was talking about a scene earlier where uh the army boys Christian Pratt and the team of dinosaur, team of Velociraptors, go in to take down Dom Deloys. The Velociraptors turn on uh, their alpha, Mr. Pratt, and during that process, a team of armed military men open fire on Dom Deloise for a period of about 15 seconds, and then shoot him with yep. an RPG. And the dinosaur comes back for the fucking sequel. Like, yeah. th- this is, dinosaurs have skin. Now, granted, some things are different. Like, an ankylosaurus, you know, has uh, more armored scales on the out- on the upper part the of plates. it than mm-hmm. on the bottom. But for the most part, dinosaur skin is very similar to bird skin, specifically the skin around, like, the feet or near the beak. Right. Um, uh, it's it's not quite to the point of things like modern reptiles, which have very small scales that are uh, formed basically interlocking plates. But it's somewhere in between the two of them. Either way, it's not fucking Kevlar. And there's so right. many times in like these movies where dinosaurs just take bullets over and over and over again, and it doesn't kill them. If you shoot yeah. an alligator, it's
1: going to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like. Especially if you if you have like 50 people shooting an alligator yes. with automatic weapons at like fucking point blank. Yes. Like,
0: the, 50 people with automatic weapons could be shooting a 50-foot alligator and it would die.
1: Right. It just doesn't make any well, the sense. Reason, I mean, the reason
2: they're doing that is just because they want to make this dinosaur seem like some sort of unstoppable force that they well, created that uh, is completely... They do it. yes. Hey, it's... Hey, Kenan,
0: it's, it's indomitable. Listen, all right, I see your point. But let me push back with another little tidbit. In the... No, you're in right. The final fight... I'm just yelling at In things. the final fight, when Megatron, the Indominus Rex, fights... Optimus yes. Prime, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. There's this. There's a yes. part of that where the Indominus Rex digs its talons into the Tyrannosaurus throat and slices down the side of it. And then what should have proceeded was a scene in which we watch the Tyrannosaurus bleed to death, bleed out, because yeah, right. it just been, it's <laughs> one of its major veins have been has been sliced open. But instead, this thing just sure. gets up and keeps running around. Yeah. And then we see him at the end of the movie just covered in slices, and he's good.
2: Well you know it wouldn't be epic if it just died
1: it's it, so. it's like in the action movies where like the like the villains are always terrible shots and they like die instantly but like the protagonist is taking like nine bullets mm-hmm. and he's just like pulled them out with his <laughs> hands and is crawling around he's just running all Stuff over like glass
0: that. and ha 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 ho, 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 now he's like like the shooting. rock
1: and rampage who literally gets shot and it's just like i'm fine yeah doesn't <laughs> just, he gets just shot just with a bullet. shotgun.
0: that's true he does yeah, he's like, yes. i'm just
1: mm-hmm. a, i don't even i don't even remember i just remember he gets shot and he's just like all right, didn't hit anything important, and you're like, "What?" Come well, on. in in <laughs>
0: fairness, the the indomitable the Indominus Rex is Dom Deloys, and the rock is made of rock. So, like, I guess true. They
1: have like some sort of mineral coating. Mm-hmm. That's uh,
0: yeah. He's like the thing. Yeah. The rock is the thing.
1: Yeah, but basically, dinosaurs aren't invincible.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm. What we're trying to get at here.
1: Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. So we talked about dinosaur cool. skin. What else do we
0: have? So I think what we should also discuss is yes. The balls, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> let's and, get in uh, on these balls. More, more
2: specifically, the aluminum oxynitride balls, hamster balls. The yeah, the hamster balls that the two chillins uh, hang out in mm-hmm. and eventually get chomped on by the Indominus Rex mm-hmm. um, on the on the ride that they go to the park. That's right. Um, and and Kenan, I think this is actually. Um, uh, this is a legi- this is a legitimate material. Yes, it is. Uh,
0: that is pretty, pretty 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 strong stuff, right? Yeah. So this is uh, aluminum oxynitride. nitride. Is a ceramic. Um, it's composed of aluminum, oxygen, and nitrogen. So for those of you who are wondering where the name where? comes from,
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. Uh, it's, so it's
0: marketed under from. the name Alon. By a company called the Cermit Corporation. So the idea behind this is that it's just supposed to be a very, very strong and optically transparent uh, ceramic. And has actually been shown to stop multiple armor piercing rounds of up to 50
1: uh, 50 cal.
0: Which is fucking impressive for what basically looks like glass.
1: It's which is what Jimmy Fallon says in his derpy video on uh, in the ball. That's, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> yep. oh yeah, God. Jimmy Fallon said there Jimmy just like, Fallon. "Don't worry, it could stop a bullet." <laughs> like just fucking blowing stuff up in a lab. Yep. It's uh, uh, you know, it's a uh, little bit of comic relief, I guess. <laughs> I guess if
0: you consider Jimmy Fallon comic relief. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow, g- fucking got him! <laughs> mm-hmm. he can, fucking he's, coming he's, for you, He's Jimmy. kind of a he's kind of a doofus.
2: James Fallon, funny. so, um, but yeah, so this
0: is a real material pace for sure. It does. It is. It does yeah,
2: success. thank you. The Sermon Corporation. This episode is sponsored by the Sermon Corporation. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: and for well, that would be great for Sean for a little bit for Sean. um This bad boy's uh typically called transparent aluminum, which is a reference to Star Trek.
1: Nice. Really? Yep. Oh. I didn't get that reference, but that's okay. It well, sounds like it's a, a very track-y. fucking
0: niche reference.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like if they fucking called it Enterprise or something, I would get yeah, that. They <laughs> called it Captain
0: Kirk glass.
1: They called it T. Earl <laughs> Grey hot. Then I would get that, but you know, <laughs> uh,
2: Sean, you're not a fan. You're not a true fan. Not a true fan. Just,
1: wow, I'm, true a, fan I'm a I'm I'm a next Star generation Trek. fan. I, I you guys just need I to watch. I don't even it. know what that means. You, Next Generation is a is a show. Star Trek Next Generation. I know it's a
2: show, but there's relative relative to the other ones. What are all the other ones? I mean, there's
1: like the original. There's Next Gen. There's Voyager. There's Deep Space Nine. Okay, I'm already bored. All right, let's. Oh my God! Yeah, you had had
0: 15 seconds to engage him on that. You missed it. So let's. We
1: got to move on. All right. Cool. <sighs> okay. Well, <laughs> if we're moving on, we might as well talk about like another science fact of this movie that seems actually pretty legit. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird the way that it came out in the movie, but after we talked about it, we're like, yeah, I guess this seems okay. So Chris Pratt, who is uh, training his raptor buddies, um, when they're the guys ask him about how he forms this bond with them, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I like, am, I imprint on them when they're born. Mm-hmm. And at first we were like, what? <laughs> that's a little weird. But Kenan did a little bit of research, and I guess like the form of imprinting that he's talking about is actually a legit thing.
0: Yeah, it's actually not completely made up. And one of the reasons that I think we can give it an, an even better pass uh, is it's, imprinting is something that's actually frequently used on some birds. Um, so it it's really... I guess like ducks and geese. Yeah, ducks, that geese, modern birds, turkeys—that uh, will, that will do this. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, to a degree, owls as well. I, I think raptors in general we could probably lump in there. And one of the reasons that uh, folks who work on birds do this is because it's important for surrogacy. So if you have a baby bird of you know one of these species that is precocial, so it actually will do imprinting. Um, and it whacks parenting. Uh, not mean. I don't mean like their parents are shitty parents. I mean like they don't have <laughs> any of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> their parents just like smoking that's, cigarettes, that's just watching a TV, dead, not even paying
0: deadbeat attention. dad bird. No I mean, geese are all assholes anyway. That's so true. I bet yeah, geese yeah. are shitty parents.
1: They're just all deadbeats. Or
0: they're very good parents because they are assholes to everyone else who isn't their kid. Oh shit. Oh man. wow. Oh, so Kenna, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so basically you'll have a scenario in which you know you need to be feeding these birds but you don't want to socialize them to human beings other than actual birds so what a lot of uh what a lot of um, ornithologists will do folks who work with these animals uh will use surrogate puppets or face masks or things like that in order that look like birds so that they imprint on something that actually looks a little bit more like a bird than you know a regular dude. I mean, Chris
1: Pratt. And So like what, what exactly is imprinting? So like, okay, I'm a scientist. I got a big, big bird costume on and I have my little chicken chickadees <laughs> in a nest and I'm walking up to them and they're Sean, imprinting. like what is imprinting
2: there? These, these birds and what I understand, the ones that do this are literally like genetically programmed to latch on like emotionally, physically, and, and, and from like a dependency standpoint on like the first mm-hmm. being that, Cares for them. Okay. Birds.
1: So I come up uh, in my big bird costume and I'm like, the letter of the day is B because I, I'm a bird. And then I just I, like,
0: bomb the bird, some worms well,
1: into their mouth and they're like, I love you. So, <laughs> so if you Kenan, want,
0: I can explain it. <laughs> does, I mean, does I think I, does, I did a pretty good job, uh-huh. but.
2: Sure. Well, you did okay. Kenan, really quick. Does, does the physical appearance of the being that um, is doing the imprinting? Does that matter?
0: Yes, it does, and the reason is is because so there are basically two major types of uh, imprinting. There's filial imprinting, um, and Mm. there's sexual imprinting. So the first one being uh, how a young animal then narrows its social preferences to an object. So. You know, you can have like a baby cat that follows a dog around that like helped raise it. And that's how it, that's social imprinting or filial imprinting. And that's what these folks are doing whenever they're working with these birds. They're making sure that like whatever social structure that this bird adapts to, it involves an object that is similar to the type of organism that it should be adapting to.
1: I see. So like Chris Pratt being there while these raptors are being like born and raised and like interacting with them constantly is like. That, that is like way. a normal social yes. interaction right. for them because that's been happening all the
0: time. And the idea would be that, and you know, this happens with like dogs too, right? That it the raptors recognize Chris Pratt, Pratt not as a human being, but recognize, the, recognize him as something that they should be socially interacting with. And so by extension, it should also be the case for other organisms of Chris Pratt's species uh, once they get older. Um, sexual imprinting, oh. by the way, is a process by which a young animal learns the characteristics of a, uh, characteristics of a desirable mate. So the idea is that, like, uh, oh, I see, yeah, that sounds Freudian as shit. It is, yeah. Right. And actually, you can. The other reason <laughs> that you want to do this with birds and other things is you can uh, actually end up with sexual imprinting to humans by like non-human <laughs> mammals or birds if they're not raised properly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's how you get mm-hmm. furries.
3: God, and that's how no, you get That's furries. where furries
2: oh. go. Mm-hmm. So I can blame my parents. Yeah. Okay, cool. Your
0: parents, one <laughs> of them, a goose,
1: and the other one, a person. Pace, have you oh. ever just looked out the window and just seen there's just always a bird on the windowsill <laughs> <laughs> every day? That bird? That bird's your father. Oh my god. It's like, Pace, I'm imprinted. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, I followed you all the way from Florida. (laughs) Oh, I hate
3: that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you want to take this way further, guess what? Uh, If birds imprint, sexually imprint on a human being, the way that you get around breeding this bird is that, and this is a thing that actually happens. A breeder will wear a special hat and let the (laughs) bird copulate (laughs) With the breeder's head, oh, no, so that you can no. collect genetic material from said bird. Oh, cool! No. That is a real Neat. thing, and it's maybe the fucking weirdest thing that humans do. What? That is that's up there, isn't it? Hey, what'd that's you pretty do at work today, Dave? Oh, honey, a bird fucked my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is why
1: people it think scientists good. are weird. Yeah. Because, like, because they have
0: bird fuck yeah. hats. Yes, I agree.
1: That, that scientist who was coming up with that, he was like going home to his wife like, I couldn't get this bird to mate because it had imprinted on me. And I came up with this, like, hat device and it allowed me to extract, like, genetic material from the bird. And they're like, can you have just made, like, a fucking, like... You know, stuffed animal for the bird. Like, a hump stick. like oh, Just gonna no. Hump. Get it wouldn't have stick. worked
0: because the stuffed animal's not a person. That's the funny no, but part. it just stood it next to it. It had an imprint on it. Just it stood next it. to it. No, it doesn't work that way. If the birds, bird's gonna land on him and try to have sex. Okay. That's my favorite part about this. Is it makes a lot of fucking sense, but it's still it does. very fucking weird. Could you wear like an oven mitt? Like does it need to be a hat? Do you really like, do you want, want that, that close to happen your to head? your hand? Like I mean, I guess. Do you want what? that happen to your face? It's kind of not as good. It's just maybe it's a really wide brim hat, so you don't have to look at it. I think a backpack would have made the most sense. honestly
1: it's like a hat with sunglasses (laughs) just to like (laughs) you know keep any like fucking projectiles away it's got a viewfinder on there
0: so you can look at you know pictures of butterflies while it's happening
1: yeah pictures of like mountain scenery Mm -hmm. and like whisk you away you gotta give that bird some privacy sean to to your
2: point you talked about Mm -hmm. how people think that scientists are weird it's because scientists embrace the ways of the the cruel and disgusting and horny ways of nature that most social norms and in modern you know, human society, which would normally shame.
1: So, I mean, that's easy for you, you know. to say. You have a bird father, Pace. Like, <laughs> well, not all of us are.
2: You know, I was blessed with a, a, a diverse upbringing, Sean. I don't know. what Yeah, to talk you're
1: about. right. You did have a very
2: diverse. That's upbringing. true, actually. Yeah, I had a diverse upbringing. I don't know. Like, not all of us can be blessed with bird with
0: bird daddy. I think, honestly, I think honestly, we could do more on this podcast to be more accepting of Pace's family. I think, in general. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that yeah. is.
1: Really highly called for. We welcome. Yeah, but you, you know, you know, what we should do instead of that. What's that? We should just rate this bitch. Hong <laughs> <laughs> Kong, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: honk, Kong. Honk,
1: honk, honk. Sorry, wow. Pace. No time for acceptance here. We're gonna <laughs> rate a movie instead. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll
2: look for it
0: elsewhere. Let's fucking.
1: <laughs> let's do it. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it because I I, I'm standing. Here. You got a lot I'm to. You got I'm a lot to make I'm up ready. for. Entertainment of this movie, I am going to give it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I really like the movie. I mean, there's some scenes that are kind of ridiculous, but, like, it's a good movie. Like, it's done well. Chris Pratt's, like, a good protagonist. Um, he's a good, like, Muldoon replacement. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, science rating. I know everyone's been waiting for this. Yeah, I got to hear this. <sighs> yes. I. It's still going to be low, (laughs) but... (laughs) That's fair. I'm trying to decide if it's a 2 out of 10 or a 3 out of 10. And I think I'm going to give it Mm -hmm. a 3 out of 10. Okay. All right. And that is just because it's still pretty low, right? But they did get the imprinting thing. like That does make sense in the context of the story. Um, There is like... I don't know, some science about social dynamics with raptors, I guess. Mm, like sure. I don't know. There it's honestly like the imprinting thing was one of the main the only science things that was correct. The rest of the movie, like I again, I love Jurassic Park, but the whole like kyberic dinosaur DNA splicing, we don't know what's gonna fucking happen, why did we play God thing yeah. is just like not realistic it's, at it all. It was
0: dumb twenty two years ago, it's still dumb now. <laughs>
1: It wasn't yeah. dumb, it was just, just like wrong. not just scientific. Like they might yeah. as well have just been like we found a bunch of frozen dinosaurs in an underground cavern and thawed them out. Like yeah. that's that I would way. believe that more than like we found a thing of amber with uh in a like a mosquito trapped in amber and we made a bunch of different dinosaurs from it using frogs. And you're like what what? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and this got even more Buckwild, wild, so I would even give it a two out of ten. It's it's probably a two out of ten to be honest. Okay,
0: that's fair. Totally fair. Cool. Yeah. Pace, why don't you go next? Who's next?
1: I
2: would like to give the entertainment. Uh, the film I get a seven out of ten. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I really have to say. I mean, I think that they keep trying to get the, the thing about Jurassic Park films is that you can only do so much. And they keep having to get crazier and crazier and crazier and jumping to greater lengths of fiction than in the prior films. And this one really does that with the fucking grand finale battle royale of T-Rex plus Velociraptors versus the big bad. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. It's actually absurd. But anyway, um, for the the science, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. They just get a lot of things wrong. The same things wrong that we talked about in the first Jurassic Park. But I don't think that that Mosasaur, the Water Boy, he was
1: fucking huge. Yeah, gigantic. <laughs> yeah. He ate lo- a great white shark. Mm-hmm. That it, well, they weren't that big. <laughs> he he looked like the uh, the alligator from
2: Rampage. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. they was not. It was not that big. They were not that huge. Right. Um, they got the same science things wrong with the with with the the like the the genetic splicing uh the genetic makeup of the dinosaurs that still make that part still makes no sense um and that you know i'm still mad about the about the feathers give me some little feather boys yeah
0: i'm also all that i want
2: very salty about the feathers just do it you cowards this is not spielberg is it
0: this is oh, not spielberg oh no absolutely not
2: okay good no do it whoever you mr director man please I do mean, it i mean we could just say give these dinos some some Colin clunage. Trevorrow. Yeah, Colin
0: Trevorrow did this.
2: Listen, listen, Trevorrow. Nice. I'm on to you.
0: Nice. It was also written by Rick okay. Jaffa and his wife, Amanda Silver, who both worked on um, all of the new Planet of the Apes movies and this.
2: Oh, good. Yep. Good, good, good. We did one of yeah, those. Yeah, we did do. We did we, one of those. We did
0: Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We did. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Anyway. Er, Kenan, what do you Kenan, think? Yes, you
0: think? I'm here. I'm giving it a three out of five for entertainment. Um, I am not convinced that either mr jaffa or mrs silver know how to write characters because while chris pratt is pretty cool he and bryce dallas howard have all the on-screen chemistry of a soup ladle and a bag of cheerios and i'm not fucking here for it (laughs) um i did like the dinosaur fights that's pretty much it
1: so, Kenan, this is how hetero couples get together yeah. I'm telling fucking, you They just they scream like. at each other for an hour And it's all because of sexual tension uh. And then they just they just give in I think, Kenan, the, the way that you flirt Would lead to sex in like three seconds uh, Is that uh, what you want? Okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the movie's two hours long, Kenan They couldn't do it that they fast They could have just had sex it's early And then just been cool with it's each other It's not fun without the
0: build-up, Sure. Okay, Come yeah, on. angry foreplay as far as the <laughs> it's, science goes, it's, all about it's, the the, negging. Okay. it's like
2: the best kind of negging film. makes me all right. You, me. We, can, we, can a, we can talk about this later. So
0: as far as the science goes, by my count, there's about eight bits of science in this movie and they get two of them right. So I'm going to give this movie a one point two five out of five. So pretty close to what Sean gave it. <laughs> you... <laughs> does that? That's awful. Does that is awful? That's a terrible scale. No, this is a great scale. So that's what I, that's what I think anyway. Um, I'm Cool.
2: <laughs> and we discussed those points. I think I think we should go on them. Listener questions.
1: You know, before we do the listener questions, we should probably do uh, the quote segment that I'm gonna try and make a thing on this show. <laughs> I see
0: that you're fucking doing that. All right. Lay I'm trying to a do a last the last, the last quotes were not very good. So this is you got a lot riding on this one, my boy.
1: Okay, we'll do the jingle, okay. Ken. Do the jingle.
0: Da, 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 da. Here comes the quotes. They're pretty good. I'll give him notes about how good they actually are. Because if they're bad, then he's fired.
1: So this this on Rotten Tomatoes is one quote, okay? This is one okay, quote. All right. So just strap in because it's, uh, it's about six lines long. All your dinosaur <laughs> so, eggs in one dinosaur wow. basket crossing. Claire says lowry are you still there lowry says claire where are you claire says i need you to open paddock nine lowry paddock nine are you kidding damn it lowry be a man and do something for <laughs> once in your life why do you have to make it personal lowry opens paddock nine why do you have to make it personal end of quote that is the whole, that is one quote <laughs> what the fuck
2: that's not a quote <laughs> That's an excerpt. That was the the character, the actor who plays Nick from New Girl. I forgot the actor's name, but he was so good in that role. I forgot that he was there in that.
1: Yeah, but pace the point is a quote is not six lines of dialogue. No, that was a that was a terrible quote
0: from Rotten Tomatoes. It represents that was in fact a a scene between Jake Johnson and Bryce Dallas Howard. A
1: whole scene. Yeah. Here's another quote. Okay. From Claire, she ate it. (laughs) End of quote. I don't understand. I how, don't do understand. Well, yeah, how, do how do they
3: pick these?
1: Yeah, how do they me? pick these? They're crazy. They just like Ugh. they're just like, hey, what's a line from the movie? Let's just yeah. put that on here.
2: They just take the script and they open it up to a random page and like throw a dart just at randomly it randomly. Just with with their eyes okay. covered, just just put their finger down on the page.
1: In Rotten Tomatoes defense, some of the quotes are actually like decent this time. Mm. But those two, they were just awful. So I just had to read them. Also, actually, I'll
0: take it back because in this movie early on when Chris Pratt interacts with Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, he does actually just make a fucking pass at her directly.
1: Yeah, he does just like proposition her. He's like, hey, back for round two. Which is like also (laughs) not how
0: people talk to each other. And if they do, they should be fired because I'm sure Jurassic World has an HR department.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. What exactly did he, did he say? He said, "Do you want to discuss it I, here I or in
0: my bungalow?" Apparently, they had dated once
2: before. Yeah. So. they had dated. They had. A, they had a, an established rapport. Ken.
0: Sure. Yeah, one date. That's an established rapport. Definitely, hundred percent.
1: I thought it was more than one date. Nope. It was one no, it was, date. was one I mean, date. It was one date.
0: Could have been. Yeah, but a lot can happen on one. I day. don't.
1: You can really pay someone. Do we have any listener questions? My computer battery is super <laughs> <We> low. <do. laughs>
2: Let me get to those. We do have some listener questions. The first one, uh, we have three from uh, at abnormal Mormon on Twitter, Curtis Ryan DeGraw. Friend of the podcast. Um, friend of the show. Friend of the, po- friend of the show. Uh, is imprinting a real thing? Um, or just generic movie trope for whenever a hero needs to arbitrarily have an animal sidekick? So we did go yeah, through that. Yeah, Merman, maybe you should um,
0: listen to the episode. Yeah, dude, yeah. come on.
2: Uh Something else that he brought up, that we went through. Uh, what are your thoughts on asterisks? Gestures wildly to all gene splicing gobbledygook, mm. um, which we also kind of we discussed to a certain extent uh, in regards to the kind of the gen- genetic basis for the uh, hybrid dinosaurs. But Merman, you're doing good. You're, you're you're pointing out the the flaws that we saw, or the not flaws that we saw. So,
0: I will I will add um, real quick to his point. One thing that I yeah. I don't know if we've talked about like that closely on the show about how gene editing actually works. One thing to keep in mind is that the actual gene editing that we're doing typically is just one gene, um, which one. if we're being like very bare bones on this, typically just means we're changing the expression of a protein or like yeah. one component of the massive biological system that is whatever, whatever organism we're working on.
1: We, and just we, hoping it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also as like another caveat to like people who are interested in this, when we talk about gene editing, like genes make up about 2% of all of your DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of that other stuff is involved in like regulating when your genes are Epigenet. turned on and when they're turned off and like mm-hmm. what certain variants of the gene is expressed in which cell and stuff like that. So all the rest of that DNA, like the 98% of the stuff that we're not editing actually does a ton of stuff. And when you're making an organism like there, they are in this movie and taking pieces of just DNA from other organisms. Mm. The genes are not enough to just make an organism. Exactly. Like if you put them all in a row, they wouldn't do anything. Like you need to have all the other structure of the DNA to like, Regulate when and where everything is turned, and that on. is so, much
0: harder to predict uh,
1: than it is just aligning genes, quote unquote. Yeah, we don't yeah, like know true. all of the the codes and the DNA for all these different roles. Like we just we just don't know. Yeah. So th- that's that's why this seems so ridiculous to mm-hmm. us. Agreed. Um, yep. Yeah, exactly. But that was a good question.
2: Yeah, uh, we the have um, for the sake of time. I'm gonna um, bring up. A question from a different listener, Uh, Anthony Martinez, very good friend of the show. Uh, Thank you for your question, Anthony. Anthony. He asks, uh, "You're the owner of a zoo, Sean? Come on, you're the owner of a
3: zoo."
2: Okay, so I'm Matt Damon. (laughs) Who animals are are you going to combine to boost ticket sales? Mm. He then follows us up with, "Follows us up with, I can't believe it's already been two years. Uh, Keep up the great work, thank you, Anthony. We appreciate that." Um, and this is a very good question. Now, this is not a dino zoo. This is a regular zoo. This is your standard zoo, you know, that have animals that, uh, actually evolved or are alive today without being resurrected via, um, via genetic
0: engineering. <clears throat> um, what do you guys think? Well, okay. So are we going off of Jurassic Park rules where we can just like yeah. pick two animals and then pick and choose what we want? And just create yes. something entirely. Okay, yes.
1: Yes. We're going full like BD so. Wong is your scientist and he has some like yes. insane technology that you know doesn't actually work, right. but he it's based on like some sort of alien. We've technology.
0: got the Mr. Potato Head like kit of example. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not ready yet, but I'm ready for someone else
1: to say something first. Okay. Let me paint a picture for you guys. Okay. I want to hear it. Come, oh, boy. come one come all to Sean's amazing zoo. You guys all walk into the zoo, and you see uh, an area just labeled the fucking th- the Thunderdome, mm-hmm. or whatever. And you go in there, and you're like, I want to see what's in here. This is the main attraction of the zoo. And you all get your seats, you get your popcorn, you're sitting there, and there's this massive stadium with like a huge dome roof that's super tall. And then, in flies... A giant flying giraffe because it's been it's been crossed with a really big bird like a contour <laughs> Let's go with like a contour like
2: an albatross, like it an, would albatross. Need to be an albatross yeah there's just like, like a, a large bird like a big bird a very large bird mm-hmm. uh a f- you mean like an angelic an angel exactly giraffe. exactly a, face there's a a girelic. big, a big
1: Ange- fucking giraffe with huge beautiful, beautiful wings. wings
0: beautiful wings and
1: it's just flying around and like flipping oh through the air with a lot what's, of majesty Sean,
2: what's its name it's
1: uh
2: its name is and why is it why is it Henry mm. it's it's gotta be Henry it's Henry gotta the be flying neck Nolte neck
0: Nolte are you sure yeah. <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> I got Sean.
1: God damn it. Sean. Such a terrible joke. I don't know why I laughed so hard. Because it wasn't good. Oh, God. Oh, good. Thanks for that, Sean. Oh, man. That was so, such a bad name. I'm just going to go with Henry because it was so bad. Okay, fine.
2: Henry's a really good Fly. name for yeah. flying giraffe.
1: <laughs> yeah. But Thanks yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful flying giraffe. Okay, I like that. I do like that.
0: Um, Kenan, would you like to go or would you like me to um, go? I think I can go. Okay. So we said any animal. So I'm going to use this opportunity um, to harvest DNA from an associate justice within the Supreme Court. Um, mm. And hear me out, okay? So a human mm. being, but a very specific human being... Um. Okay, and I okay. want to use an additional, an additional animal, of course, because the requirement is that we use two. Um, and I'm going to pull from the biological family of water birds known as Anatidae. Um, and I want you to imagine okay. that you walk into a room. It's a small room, not very big. Mm-hmm. And in it, you see a very well po- well poised sort of old-looking, wearing glasses and earrings, goose. <laughs> because I have taken Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader
1: Ginsburg? and oh a goose
0: no. and combined them to produce Goose Bader
1: Ginsburg. I was going to say Ruth ba- <laughs> I was going to say Ruth Ken. Bader Gooseburg, but that's fine, too. <laughs> goose Bader Ginsburg?
0: Gooseberg is where Goose Bader Ginsburg lives.
1: Kennedy, you can't use a fucking human. <laughs> hey! That's cheating.
2: Humans are animals. Because, you know, no, 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 Kenan, do you know why? Do you know why, Kenan?
0: Why? You're the owner of a zoo.
2: What two animals are you... Are you saying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is already in the zoo? No, I'm saying
0: that... <laughs> maybe. That's what you're implying. Maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg works at the zoo. I Okay, I don't. I think that both of those are a stretch. What if I took Macklemore and a duck and I made Quacklemore? Are those good? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Does anyone love yes, me they're yet? very good. I, they're very good. I hate okay. them. What do I follow, that?
1: <laughs> I had to leave the. I had to leave the goddamn room. Why? Because all you did was make pork man toes. All right, uh, all right, Pace. I'm gonna, let's, I'm hear, gonna, let's hear your thing. Even though it doesn't fucking matter, because Kenan doesn't even care about our listener's question. He what if we did no, a no, bear in the lead um, singer of Queen and
0: made Teddy Mercury? Uh, <laughs> all
2: right. I hate it. I still do. Here's the, here's my idea, Sean. I'm going to go back to the spirit of Anthony's question. All right. And this is what I'm imagining. Okay. Okay. You know how you know how sometimes you have these really little cute uh, pins at the zoo, and pins in P E N S, um, that have these little meerkat boys. Right. These little meerkats are very small guys that like they, they run around on all fours and they stand up on their hind legs all together because they're very alert. Mm-hmm. Right. They sing Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now imagine if these meerkats are standing there, alert, and they're they're watching over their domain. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if they all had toucan beaks.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <coughs> You've created a and nightmare. Now, <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so. now
2: imagine, now imagine if they all have the voice of Zazu from The Lion mm-hmm. King. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I see. So. So Kenan was going for more of like a comedy joke zoo. Yeah, yeah. I was going for like like a regal, you know, good zoo. Yeah. And Pace was going for like a, Cronenberg. Like a sort of like Saw-esque, yeah. like horrifying <laughs> <laughs> toucan meerkat slaughter zoo. Yeah, exactly. That's
2: exactly right. And all they do... Whenever they get feisty is is they clang beaks together, just mm-hmm. rowdy, rowdy boys, just really going at it. Whenever they're trying to to establish, who's they
1: the fruit leaves. and they sing a lovely just, bunch of coconuts. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep,
1: yep, yep. wow! So that was uh, disturbing, I guess, for everyone. All of ours. Thanks, Anthony. I'm just saying that I've given a
0: lot more options in my zoo. Um, like there's a lot more. <laughs> I've already
1: come up I with think more you animals. Cheated. Kenan, um, your your zoo would be like just there's just like a fucking duck standing there with like a little sign below <laughs> it that just says Quackle War. And they're like, wait, what? What is going on? And you're like, yeah, just a fucking duck. But I just like put a clever name in front of it. There's just a goose and you're like, Look, it's Goose Bader Ginsburg like <laughs> You just have like a like a fake band of animals.
0: <laughs> I could take I could take the fellaform carnivoran Cresciuta Crushuda. And cross it with the actor who played Bellatrix Lestrange, and have hyena Bonham Carter.
2: <laughs> oh, that's these a, that are was so a, that's bad. Really, that's these such
0: really a
1: bad. Kenan, that's the biggest. I don't like what you've is. done to our show. <laughs> this is ruined. Uh, you know what, Anthony? I guess thanks for the question, but apparently, Kennan's not responsible enough to be given this sort of ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up a yeah, page clearly. of
0: three hundred animal celebrity puns. I I I mean I'm not. (laughs) These weren't even
1: original bad jokes. (laughs) I mean they're original. There's just someone else's.
3: (laughs)
2: Oh my
1: god! All
0: right, Uh, I think it's I think it's about
1: time that we end this. I think it is. I think it's time we end the show.
0: I want to thank everyone who's sending questions this week. Thank you very much. Um, even enemy of the podcast Doug, uh, who asked one of his famous questions, which had to do with a specific movie starring Will Smith um, that shall go unnamed. (laughs) for this episode mm-hmm. um, yes, <laughs> I want to thank Oh no, you can thank uh, Otis McDonald that's your job Sean but I do want to say that we're about to announce the movie that we're going to watch next week that we definitely decided on at the beginning of this recording and won't have to pause in the middle of in order to determine um, and you can send us questions if you uh, send us an email at realsciencecast at gmail.com if you have any cat related questions uh, you can hit us at realsciencecats at gmail.com uh, and for all other science questions, hit it. Hit us up at Real RealScienceCast on both Instagram and Twitter or on our Facebook page.
1: I would like to thank Otis McDonald for the use of his song Third Eye Blimp as the intro and outro to our podcast. And we thanked her last time for being a patron of the show, my sister Jenny Crossan. We also want to thank you for designing our logo. For those of you that have seen our... Real science logo with the movie reel that was actually designed by Jenny Cross. Yeah. We've never thanked her for it on the show. So, yes, thank you, that's Jenny. We're thank you, Jenny.
0: Weeds. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, that's correct. The other thing that we have to announce at the end of this is the movie that we are going to do in two weeks. Uh, we'll be taking questions for this movie uh, for the two weeks leading up to other week leading up to recording. Um, so, please feel free to get us questions about cryogenic freezing. Um, about preservation of tissue, uh, perhaps about social behaviors as we cover the s- hey, Kenan, science. You have to say the name of the I'm movie. I'm about to say it, base. Okay, it sounds
1: like a really like highbrow educational, yes. like very very yeah. scientific movie. I'm really excited to hear what There's it is. There's also
0: a lot of culture in this film. It takes place in uh, Los Angeles, California oh that's cool yeah um so we're gonna watch encino man um starring brendan Fraser, oh. sean astin and polly short oh wow it sounds, sounds very like real, just, just like sound. really
1: so good it's very
0: good yeah um and it's i would say a family film so if you get a chance to down watch it with your parents watch it with your kids um kids can't listen to the podcast though so you'll just have to tell them about how it is that's true um, Yeah. after the fact so yeah we're gonna do the okay. science of encino man um Sean has completely stopped smiling in our video recording here, so I know. Oh yeah, well he's not happy. I don't
1: smile any. I don't smile anymore. (laughs) What?
2: Do you know what will make him happy? And that's the fact that a month from now, we're going to be releasing our second mail episode. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Henry, you the giraffe, be. fly me away.
2: <laughs> oh, Henry. Take me to the heavens. Take me, take me away, Henry. Go with him, Goose Away Peter. from um, Goosebender Ginsburg. <laughs> 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 and for this mailback episode, please send us, honestly, anything you'd like us to discuss mm-hmm. in a more casual manner in which we aren't able to do so in the capacity of a normal real science cast yeah. episode. And by that, I mean this can be uh, personal things about our lives as scientists. It can be about any of the movies that we have watched up to this point in time. Uh, and it can also be just any random science question. Uh, you can delve into other topics such as like. Uh,
0: Pace's Goose Dad. Oh, my Goose Dad,
2: um, politics, mm-hmm. um, which are completely in- are in- linked together for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, and Julie, uh, you know, we also are big into um, other nerd, nerd shit like tabletop. So you can ask us about that too. Um, oh, yeah. And so please send us questions to any of our uh, forms of uh, – any, any using any any medium, uh, Facebook, Real Science Cast, Twitter, at Real Science Cast, RealScienceCast at gmail.com. If it's cat-related, uh, mm-hmm. RealScienceCats at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, and uh, – <laughs> We will answer What's up that Kevin? for you.
0: Okay. I just pulled up realsciencecats at gmail.com to see if we got any mail. Uh, Dude, did we? And we some, some bastard mail. has uh, has uh, set up the email account realsciencedogs at gmail.com and has sent us what? an email that's just the word wolf over and over and
1: over and over <laughs> again.
3: <laughs> what <laughs>
1: So it's got to be Doug. Yeah, no it's got to be Doug. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be dug. Oh, oh, that's really God. good. Truly, truly.
2: So our enemy. so far, that email is serving us very well. Glad that we have it.
0: <laughs>
1: woof. Mm-hmm.
0: woof. Oh, woof.
1: You have to yeah. send
0: back meow. Oh no, I'm already. I'm already. I've already done that. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Oh, okay. Perfect. Cool um sean will you please end the show please can we end it i mean we already we already did a lot of the thanks right i think we're I think good we to did go th- i mean
0: please get me out of here please release
1: me from this hell well it's not, it's not up to me it's up to Kenny. yeah i'm actually he's the arbiter he's...
0: of your fate here so yeah
1: um, he holds oh. our fate in his hands like a small little bird like a, my little bird like hands
0: i want to thank everybody uh for listening to the podcast i have a very good time today and i'm glad to do a man next
1: time my name's ken smith my name is sean crossin oh my name is michael pace Thank God it's over.
0: Sean, do it! Go! Do the plot! Do the plot? What kind of vegetables were you eating? Mm, mostly squash. Alright, go ahead. Oh, that's the worst! That's <laughs> so much
2: worse than it could have been! You did the same thing. Actually, now that I think about it, we were in a Harris Teeter one time. Was it Harris Teeter? We were somewhere, and mm. you just you took you took something right off the shelf, like a bag of chips, and just started chomping. Well, that's fine, because it has a barcode. Oh, well, no, no, no. We the were in Subway! Still there, we but like, in with Subway. veggies, they're
1: by weight! <laughs>
3: You mm-hmm.
2: we were at Subway and you started eating the chips that went came with your five dollar foot long mm-hmm. before you checked out. Yeah, those chips
0: were gone. Mm-hmm. They were gone. Yeah, and when I got to the cash register, the cash register was like, "So a bag of chips and."
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you pulling up a stalk of celery and just chewing on it like a fucking rabbit while you're walking like through rabbit. the grocery store. If you don't try it, I don't understand well, how you know that it's good. Line.
0: That's I just I think that's pretty mm-hmm. much common sense.
1: It's it's no longer good once you've eaten it. <laughs> you can just cut I
0: mean, the little parts you, you eat it. You have to buy it. You're getting it anyway. Mm-hmm. You can just cut that little part off and put the celery stalk back in the bag. Cut it off with oh. what? Well, obviously, you have to bring a pair of scissors with you to the grocery store. It's like you guys have never been in a grocery store before. <laughs> it's like this I is... go to a grocery store and buy groceries without eating them before I buy It seems it. very stupid to do that. You're taking a gamble every time you buy food.
1: <laughs> Kenan, it sounds, sounds like shopping with stock. you. I really would be taking a gamble every time I buy food. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, let me pick up this, this celery. Oh, that's weird. There's little fucking chop marks out of it. It's so strange. How did this happen? This guess... one's a lot shorter <laughs> than the other stalks. It
0: looks like banicula has been in this produce section.
1: Yeah, Canicula's been there. <laughs> <laughs>